What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Project T, a commercial and residential development planned at the site of the former Mercy Hospital in Benton Harbor, has moved another step forward. The project is a partnership between Harbor Habitat and Renovare Development out of Detroit. It is set to include 30 homes, a four-story residential and commercial building, among other things. At a Tuesday meeting, the Benton Harbor Planning Commission approved the site plan, sending it on to the full city commission. But there are still a few details to be ironed out, said Renovare's Shannon Morgan. Certainly, we're still working through the final engineering items as we move through site plan. We appreciate everyone's help who has attended our weekly meetings. As everyone knows, as we have worked to make modifications within this site plan to meet all of the initiatives. One issue is a rebuild of Weld Street, which is currently concrete, but will be rebuilt from asphalt when the project is finished. Commissioner Juanita Henry had an issue with that, saying concrete is better quality, but Morgan said with the cost so high, Project T may not be able to find a concrete rebuild. Assistant City Manager Alex Little said engineering staff have approved the asphalt rebuild concept. There is no timetable for construction as of yet, but developers say the goal is to get to work on the 19 duplexes within the next year and a half. St. Joseph City Commissioners have signed off on a host of events for the coming year, They include the Lest We Forget plan to stage a D-Day reenactment at Tuscornia Beach this summer. Lest We Forget's Larry Wozniak told commissioners this week the big event will be on June 22nd, rain or shine. The last time they did this was in 2012. In 2012, we had about 5,000 people alighting the pier and the the beach watching that reenactment. We talked about doing it about five years ago, and then the lake levels were so high there wasn't much beach there, so we put it off. But next year is the 80th anniversary of D-Day, and we figured no better time than then to recreate the D-Day reenactment. Wozniak said they'll have 150 to 200 reenactors, World War II-era planes, and plenty of boats. The troops will attack the beach with Germans up in the sand dunes, he said, lest we forget is working with local school districts to arrange buses so spectators can be brought to the beach from various locations around town. Commissioners agreed. They also approved March Mannequins, the St. Joe Winter Beer Fest, the Ice Fest, and a chili tour, all slated for 2024. Student athletes at Lakeshore Middle School have been rewarded for their good sportsmanship. The Lakeshore Public Schools Board of Education this week learned the school has been given a Denny Neola Sportsmanship Award from the Fruit Belt Officials Association. Students then read short essays to the board about sportsmanship. Here's 8th grader Sydney Thomas. To me, sportsmanship is not just a game. Sportsmanship is showing respect outside of the game. It is putting an effort to be a good teammate and a player no matter the situation. Other students said sportsmanship means showing kindness to others and caring. Board President Rachel Wade congratulated the children. You won't remember how many wins you had or how many losses you had. The lessons you learned about being a good person, those are the things that are going to stick with you, and those are the things you talked about so eloquently this evening. So thank you. Middle school principal Allison Aaron said local sports officials looked at schools in the area and decided Lakeshore Middle School has the very best conduct. She said the school is excited and honored. Volunteers from Maytag brand will be at the Boys and Girls Club of Benton Harbor this Thursday for their annual Maytag Day of Dependability. Maytag's Lindsay Jones tells us about 15 volunteers will serve up Thanksgiving meals to around 250 students. 
That really is just such a fulfilling time spent with the kids, the club. I think, you know, there are some kids who don't have a warm meal at home or who might not have someone helping to clear their plate and ask if they need another cup of lemonade or if they want an extra cookie and really just asking them how their day is. Jones says the meal includes chicken, potatoes, veggies, and cookies. They will also have face painting. One of my favorite moments for the Day of Defendability is when the kids from the club kind of put on a special showcase for us. So sometimes they'll have great songs or skits or come with dances. Jones says they call it a Day of Dependability because that's what Maytag wants to be for the youth of Benton Harbor, dependable. Maytag has been holding the event since 2019. A judge in Michigan ruled Tuesday that former President Donald Trump will remain on the state's primary ballot. It marks the second time in a week that a state court declined to remove Trump from the ballot under the insurrection provision of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. Court of Claims Judge James Redford rejected arguments that Trump's role in the January 6 attack on the U.S. Capitol in 2021 meant the court had to declare him ineligible for the presidency. Redford wrote that because Trump followed state law in qualifying for the primary ballot, he cannot remove the former president. He says it's up to Congress to decide whether Trump is disqualified under the provisions of the Constitution. St. Joseph City Commissioners have hired three law firms to help the city secure a portion of a class action settlement in a lawsuit against the makers of PFOS, the so-called forever chemicals. This week, commissioners heard from Ari Sharg with Edelson PC, a law firm in Chicago. He said 3M and DuPont have agreed to a $13.5 billion settlement regarding a nationwide PFOS water contamination problem. Sharg said while the city's water is relatively PFOS-free, it could still gain some money. St. Joe has, they're on the much lower side of things, but still you're, you have standing to recover money through the settlement. And as a person that was born here and, and my family's still being here, I, I want to encourage every city in Michigan that can recover money from the settlement to recover. It's, it's going to be substantial. Shard could not say how much the settlement for St. Joseph would be. Edelson is working with Goodman Acker PC and Connie Bear Law Office on securing the funds. Commissioners Monday had to decide whether to opt out of the class action settlement or hire attorneys who could manage the matter independently. They chose to hire the firms, which will only collect if the city gets a payout. Mayor Brooke Thomas said it didn't sound to her like there would be any drawbacks to seeking the money. The Lincoln Township Board of Trustees is hoping big improvements can be made soon to Lincoln Township Beach. They were told on Tuesday a step forward has been taken now that the township's critical dune application has been submitted to the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy. Eagle will have to sign off on any construction plans for the park. Engineer Brandon Miris tells us the plan to fix the park includes a lot of new parking. We're looking to add 20 spaces in a parking lot to the north. We're looking to add seven spaces along the road, kind of in an area that was used in the past for parking. And then we're going to put three van-accessible handicap spots right along the beach, parallel parking. And then uh, we're going to have a small parking lot for five spaces, two handicapped accessible, and a parking lot on the south side, sort of by the existing bathroom. Erosion in 2020 wiped out most of the parking that had been at the park. Mira said now that the dune plan is submitted to Eagle, there begins a review period that will last about 90 days. Meanwhile, the township is exploring grant options to make all the work happen. The plan also includes improvements to the nature trails. As the township seeks to restore the park to something resembling its pre-2020 state, trustee Deb Peterson Tuesday said it'll be nice to have it back again.
Indiana Michigan Power is reminding customers to be alert for scams on Utility Scam Awareness Day, which is today. INM is joining utilities across the country to spread the word about the most common scams affecting their customers. It says with the holidays about here, it's high risk time, so everyone should be on guard. INM says there are four scams in particular that are most common. First is a scammer who offers to mail a check for overpayment to a customer, getting their personal information in the process. Don't fall for a call like that. The second is fake threats to disconnect service if a customer doesn't pay up right away. INM will send out multiple notices of late payment before disconnecting a customer. The third scam is asking for immediate payment through mobile banking or gift cards. INM would never seek payment through a prepaid gift card. And finally, the company says criminals have started telling homeowners they need to pay for a new meter and make the payment before the meter is installed. That, too, is a scam. If you receive any calls like the four described, hang up and report it immediately to INM. And finally, here's something to factor into your holiday travel. Michigan is set to see record levels of Thanksgiving travel next week. AAA says 1.7 million Michiganders will travel 50 miles or more. That's up almost 3% from last year, and it would be the third highest number on record, trailing just 2005 and 2019. Spokesperson Adrienne Woodland says most people will be driving. The majority of Thanksgiving travelers will be driving to their destination. In Michigan, we expect nearly 1.5 million Michigan residents will take a road trip of 50 miles or more, and that's up about 24,000 more drivers than what we saw last year. Woodland says about 178,000 Michiganders are choosing to fly this year. That is up more than 8% from last year. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.